0: So, the big question is this, how are ambitious people like us, who don't have a lot of resources, did not go to Ivy League colleges, were not born into wealth, how do we become resourceful enough? Use our creativity, our dedication, and a little bit of crazy, to bootstrap our way to realizing our dreams. Whether it is launching a new company, launching a new app, or making it to the top of the corporate ladder. That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this new episode of Bootstrapping Your Dreams Show. The title of today's episode is How to Get Your Content Really Tightened Up Before You Go with Marilyn Hughes. As usual, I'm your host, Manu Jagrawal, and today I'm talking to Marilyn Hughes, a content marketing and out-of-body travel expert. Uh, and we will discuss how entrepreneurs and professionals can get their content tightened up and grow their business. So welcome, Marilyn.
1: Thank you, Manoj. It's great to be with you.
0: Yeah, same here. Uh, Marilyn is a well-known expert on the subject of content marketing, and uh, she has consented to this interview to share her experience and wisdom uh, and knowledge with us. Um, So once again, uh, Marilyn, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Sure, it's great to be with you.
0: Uh, so let's dive in. Uh, so my first set of questions uh, will be about your experience and your background so that uh, our audience can understand where you're coming from and uh, you know, where, how they can relate to you um, in terms of their experience and where they are in their business as well. Sure. All right. Great. So uh, let's talk about content marketing. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your experience with content marketing?
1: Well, my experience goes way back, like, you know, a couple of decades here, but <laughs> a few decades, actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my uh, I'm an out-of-body travel expert. I've been writing books about out-of-body travel since, uh, like, 1988. Wow. So just hit 30 years. Um, and so, uh, in terms of content marketing, um, what I'd like to talk about is how... Uh, it's really important that before you go that you have a a vision of your content. Okay. Um, The interesting thing was uh, for me, because I had several books published um, before the world of the internet even existed, (laughs) Um, was that what I ended up realizing over time was there was a great deal of tightening up that occurred in the years before I launched into the internet world.
0: Okay. And
1: um, I think that what I have to share with entrepreneurs is the real importance of you know, trusting your gut okay. and okay. taking the things that you have, because you know, you know, your gifts, yeah, yeah. what you're bringing to the market are those things that need to be uh, tightened up and made ready for the public. In mm-hmm. my case, what was interesting was, you know, I had no idea that the internet would exist in, you know, 10, 15 years. Yeah. And, um, but what I did was I trusted a lot uh, with my gut feelings. And I have a lot of content, both in terms of books, because I have over 90 books that I've written on oh, out of travel. Wow. But I also have CDs. I have art. And so what I, what I did was I was preparing all those products and I went from the standpoint of I'm not exactly sure how this is going to manifest, but I'm going to get it ready. And then, and and ironically, you know what happened for me was it was almost uh, you know like a God thing. And the fact that the internet emerged and it's like oh, everything that I have done is now in in its perfect state to go live on the internet because. You know, we have a downloadable world. That did not exist when I was putting all this stuff together. So, you know, I I had a lot of music that I, you know, I worked on in my garage to tighten up the recordings, took them to studios, got them all ready, and then was really surprised when I learned that, uh, you know, we went from a world where we had a few record companies that dominated the music scene to a time when independent artists were able to jump into the game and so the it just happened where I I had focused on my content the books the music the art not only painting the art but then making sure I had you know the proper uh, photographs that I could utilize for you know the use in covers or other things like that and then when the internet emerged it was like it all just kind of fell into place so it was, yeah. So I, 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 you know, I started out with, um, with uh, the ideas, but I really followed through. And I think that's really important for those who are looking at an entrepreneurial path.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, when you say tightened up, uh, can you elaborate a little bit more on that? So obviously you touched up on that a little bit where you said, you know, you, you probably got professional photographs and things of that nature, but somebody who is just starting off you know, what will it mean for them to tighten up the content that they're producing?
1: Well, in my case as a writer, a lot of it was uh, rewriting, the rewrites, the editing that needed to happen. There was a great deal of research that went in because my books include quotations from ancient sacred texts mm-hmm. from all around the world. And so there was literally years, years that I was spending, you know, tightening up with editing and then adding the quotations, doing the research to find them. Because again, um, this was pre-internet. So I had to find the quotations for the book the old-fashioned way, you know, in the uh, actual books rather than just look something up or a subject on the internet. Mm-hmm. And you know, what was really fascinating about that was at that time, it was kind of hard yeah. to uh, get get some of these ancient texts because a lot of them were out of print And I think what is really exciting about the rise of the internet world is that most of these really important ancient holy texts are now available at the drop of your finger on the internet. So it's really opened the world of, of, you know, really uh, maintaining history and the documents from our past and being able to access them literally at the touch of a finger. You can do a search and find, you know, the things that I had to, comb through, you know, volumes of books to find. So I did a lot of the editing. I think I re-edited the first couple of books that I put out probably four or five times. I wanted to make sure that they were really, um, really um, directed to the reader in the correct way. Because uh, sometimes as a writer, what you want to, you don't want to go off on a tangent. You want to figure out how to Uh, Bring your your reader into your concepts without then overplaying, and so there was a lot of that editing, and then also you know the ancient sacred texts was for the purpose of accenting what I was experiencing and writing about. So there was a lot of that, Um, and a lot of the other things in terms of tightening up were figuring out with the paintings, you know, getting all the paintings done for one. You know because I was painting images from my out of body experiences that were actually written about in my books, and I wanted to have the ability to publish those paintings with some of the books, even though at that time it didn 't seem like that would happen or make any sense because of the internet did not exist mm-hmm. but so it was painting everything, getting it in order, figuring out how to uh, photograph the the paintings in a way that was, uh, you know, high enough quality to utilize in publishing or other things, and then figuring out how to edit them into digital-type files. So it was a lot of that sort of thing. And, you know, um, as well, once, once the Internet did emerge, then there was this whole new area of, you know, uh, figuring out what are your keywords going to be. What are, you know, you want to you ha- you have your seven or eight keywords that really – really describe what you do and then you know you want to have everything that you're doing having those tags so that when people look for something that you know refers to your work that they're actually going to find it and that was uh, an important part of the journey as well Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. so so seems like quite a bit of work and how long did it take for you to um, acquire all these experiences
1: Well, it's been going on for um, well over, the the experiences was well over 35 years, and um, I think my first book was published in 1991, the second one was 1992 through a traditional publisher, and then um, the Out-of-Body Travel Foundation was founded in 2003. So in 91 and 92, my first books were published in the old-fashioned way, which means They had metal plates for every single page. (laughs) Who could have thought that, you know, between 1992 and 2003, 11 years, we were going to be able to use a PDF file. Or what was a PDF file then? We didn't know, you know. But um, but to go from these metal plates and to go from, you know, what literally costed $60,000 in the 90s to publish a new book, to being able to publish a book if you're willing to do the work and to almost costing you nothing. Yeah. And so the technology boom was really good for publishing, um, not just even in the sense of, of making things available on demand. It really lowered the cost of running business. I know that like uh, with my publishers, the biggest cost was the warehouses that they had to maintain because they had to print the books ahead of time And so print-on-demand changed the nature of the market so that you wouldn't have to pay for warehouses. You know, even just the fact that uh, Internet stores came in changed the fact that we didn't have to have the expense of a a store, you know, a storefront. And now we can have an inexpensive storefront on the Internet. And so everything changed in that little period of 10 or 11 years and you know change the world of publishing forever for sure
0: <laughs> so that's awesome now um let's uh let's uh, talk about some entrepreneurs who want to just get started right like obviously they may not have 35 years to do all that research <laughs> so what advice you can give them to get started and start uh, and and a lot of them may not even want to publish books they may just right. want to you know publish some articles or ebooks or what have you to um, market their business, so what is uh, some uh, some advice that you can share with them to get started
1: I think the biggest the biggest thing that I think is the most important thing is focusing in on what is your passion what is your market you know um before you and you know a lot of people have a different different views on this i've 've heard a lot of different opinions, but I really think that before you take off. You want to have an idea of your market Um, and you want it to be clear enough at least to you because you have to have a focus and a direction. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's really important. Then you want to look into and research the particular products that you are interested in um, and then figure out the ways to uh, make it happen uh, in the least expensive way. You want to create A nice streamlined process that is going to uh, be the least expensive. One of the biggest mistakes I see entrepreneurs make is not uh, not being frugal. (laughs) You know, not being frugal. (laughs) Um, You know, you you as an entrepreneur, one of the things that I have learned that I think is really important. You've got to be willing to work your tail off, and you've got to be willing to learn how to do everything yeah, yeah. you know so th- this is not the path for someone who just well this is my job here that's not going to work for you no. you've got to be willing to learn everything so you're going to be learning a lot of new stuff mm-hmm. and a lot of that stuff it may not be related to your passion and your focus but you have to understand and put it together um, in your marketing plan that all of those things that don't seem to be related to the primary focus, if they are, you know, whether it's learning how to make a PDF or um, all the little, all the little details about, you know, that, that have happened over the years of the new technologies, that that's part of the whole dream.
0: All right. So um, uh, my next question is about uh, some tools and resources that you can share with the entrepreneurs, uh, especially with people who are just getting started if they can use any of these resources uh, to start their career as a content marketer?
1: Well, there's a lot of tools in terms of software. Um, You know, um, I use PDF 995 to create uh, files that are uh, usable for publication. Um, Learning how to use EPUB is very important for publishing as well. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, There's a lot of different um, formats and platforms that you can use. Um, If you're looking in publishing, um, you've got a lot of options, but um, I do a lot of my work through Audible
0: okay.
1: uh, and Amazon, Amazon companies because, um, you know, Audible is a great, uh, really a great resource because you can go to their site, which is acx.com, and you can hire producers and narrators for your projects, and they will... Um, and you can get the whole project done without having to, you know, invest in a studio yourself. <laughs> and, you know, because uh, when, when we first started doing the uh, Audible-type books or the um, audio books is what they were called before Audible, it was, um, you know, I had a studio in my closet, you know, and I had to learn all of these techniques. But um, it's nice because the Amazon companies, for one, have provided a lot of resources when it comes to paperbacks to Kindle books, and to um, putting your books into audio. So for those things, that's fantastic. Um, Personally, I use network solutions for my websites. um, And, you know, that has worked out well. Um, I prefer that because you don't want to have a website with a company that will not respond to, uh, you know, customer support needs. Mm -hmm. You can't have a website that crashes and you can't get a hold of anybody who can put it back up. So so that's a big deal right there, just having the right company behind all your products because that's what's gonna keep you in business. So for me, um, Network Solutions has been great. Amazon has been very helpful because they are very um, Mm user-friendly, meaning that they are very much aware of what their audience, their readers want, and so, then they provide simple ways for people to create their products that will uh, maximize that potential online. Yeah. Um, you know, if you uh, to get your books on everything that you want them on, you'll need to go through Lulu.com to get your iTunes and your ebook stores and Nook. <laughs> you know, Barnes and Noble Book Nooks, and all those things. And so, uh, you know. I, I utilize their platform as well. Um, uh, another thing that really helps me out, um, I use a pro, uh, I use a product called Pro maps Okay. And this is important for your search engine optimization sure. because it automatically updates those uh, those uh, those sitemaps right that the uh, search engines require, and that helps because otherwise you have to do that manually. Yeah. So I prefer to use Pro ProSitemaps at this point because they're very, uh, very reasonably priced and that takes one thing off my list of things to do. Otherwise, I'd have to be doing that like at least once a week yeah, yeah. to make sure that the website is being cataloged properly. Sure. Um, yeah, and so for me, um, one thing I would definitely say for a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of people push for you to have your own storefront on your site. And I would go. I would definitely throw out the option to people that having your own storefront on your site, depending on your product, may not be the best option because what, what you're doing is creating a lot of additional steps and a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. Then you have to deal with shipping and all this kind of stuff. What I have found is by using other platforms, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, you are limiting the amount of extra work that you're having to do. They already have all these systems in place that provide for returns and you know, making sure that things are shipped out properly and quickly. And it takes a lot of work off your shoulders and it also simplifies the process a great deal. So I personally prefer to have the storefronts not on board my own website some people really push for that to have it on your website, but personally, I think there's a lot of reasons not to, depending on your field of business. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so are you running? Uh, are you selling your products on Amazon? Is that is that right?
1: Yes, they're being they're being sold on Amazon, um, on Kindle, on Audible, on Barnes and Noble, iTunes, on every you know dealer sh- dealer uh, online dealer store. Sure. Um, one of the things you learn to do is you work through Ingram distributors when you, um, when you put up uh, publications, if you're mm-hmm. looking into publications, and you, fi- you find the ways to make sure you maximize getting all of your products available in every uh, country, yeah. um, you know, and in every distribu- distributor. One mm-hmm. of the nice things that's happened with Amazon recently has been, it was in the past year or two, I think. That they started building uh, printing companies on each continent. Mm-hmm. One of the problems we ran into before that was that people who were international customers were really getting slogged on, you know, the, yes. the shipping costs. So, you know, Amazon really has the upper edge on that. If you're trying to make things easier for your international customers, and that's important for me because we do serve internationally. So. Um, you know, you got to look where where your customers are getting served the best, because um, you're still going to get big shipping costs from a lot of these other distributors, simply because they may only have a printer in the United States. So, those are big issues for making your product easily accessible to customers around the world, and also affordable, which is a you know a really important part of it. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, do you uh, other than books? Do you also ship any other physical products?
1: Not anymore. I used to do that, but I have I have off boarded all of those kinds of things. We have, you know, we have logo wear, t shirts, hats, and things like that, and that's all offloaded through Cafe Press, and they will create um, logo wear which you can, you know, you can sell in concert with your products or your your organization—they work very well. Um, that would be a lot of a lot of extra time. You know, one of the things people don't realize about shipping your own products is—you know—the amount of time you're spending going to and from the uh, post office, yeah. not to mention packing everything. Yeah. And to be able to do that and offboard it is going to really increase your creativity in the realm of where your passion and your focus is. In terms of what it is your your product and your you know your purpose that you're going forward with in your company, yeah,
0: yeah,
1: and that makes a big difference.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's uh, that's a good piece of advice right there. Um, all right, so those are very uh, impressive accomplishments. Now let's move on to these set of questions uh, that guide our audience uh, uh, in getting similar results that you have. So I'm going to ask you a series of questions about what you will do if you had to start all over again. Uh, from scratch and strive to duplicate your results. So, uh, so now if you had to start all over again and growing your business through content marketing in today's world with today's tools, time constraints and other factors, what would you do differently?
1: Wow. Um, you know, to be honest with you, I wouldn't do much differently at this point because we, what we're doing is really working, you know, <laughs> um, I think the, you know, the biggest thing that people are going to find, if they're going to be an entrepreneur, you have to think about this is a long-term prospect, you know, a lot of times people in entrepreneurial things think, oh, I need to have this off the floor in, in a year or six months, whatever, and that's true, but you also have to be extremely malleable in the sense that you have to adjust to the changes in the markets and the technologies over the next five, ten and then decades yeah, yeah. ahead and so a big part of uh, what I think and what I've experienced is being being very uh, prepared to go through big changes mm-hmm. you know we've had to go through several major changes where like for instance having to republish everything because the technology completely changed having to redo entire websites because the technology is no longer compatible being ready and prepared and willing to put that work in um, when those times come because they inevitably do. And so I think the biggest, you know, there really isn't anything I would do different because it really is following the market, staying with it, continuing to remain focused on your prime objective. You know, you've got to keep doing that. And and then always seeing the the bigger picture with all of the details. Mm -hmm. There are so many details that um, you don't want them to get lost because those are the things that drive your business. Okay, awesome. Um,
0: All right, and where should entrepreneurs focus their efforts if they want to grow their business? Um, Like, is it uh, blogging? Is it publishing books? Um, What should they focus on?
1: Well, um, you know, every entrepreneur is going to be different depending on what it is their focus and prime objective is. Um, I think the book publishing area is is a very vital area. Um, Bloggers are making a lot of uh, headway as well, so I wouldn't discourage that. I do think it's important to get the word out about your product, so you have to be constantly aware of the changing environment in terms of radio, TV, podcasting, um, and um, Internet interviews that you can do that will help to bring awareness to your projects and to what you're doing, um, but you also then want to be looking at, you know, guest uh, guest writing, you know, so writing articles for, you know, it used to be magazines, now it's um, online magazines, you know, um, uh, being open to doing those kinds of things. Depending on your particular product and your particular focus, you might even look into, uh, const, you know, being aware and being involved in, you know, like uh, writing for online encyclopedias in your area of expertise. I mm-hmm. spent quite a bit, of, a bit of time doing that. Mm-hmm. And that is a very good thing too, because again, it first of all, it keeps you sharp right. uh, on your subject matter, but it also keeps you um, up to date with um, the constantly moving market. Um, I don't really think that there's anything that you want to take out of the picture. Yeah, you, want to, you want to pretty much bring whatever um, whatever you have available forward. So for instance, you know, some people are very gifted at blogging, and so they might want to put that focus there. And then there's other people like myself where my primary gift is the writing of the books. Mm-hmm. So my focus is going to be there. Um, but I think that people need to follow their instincts about where they are most gifted and talented and utilizing those talents and gifts and not being afraid to go there and then also going to the places and this might be your secondary focus but you also want to go to the places where you're not as comfortable so um, you know um depending on your project you're also going to want to incorporate some public speaking engagements and things like that Um, but it again it depends on your subject matter uh, but, yes, you want to go into the uncomfortable areas as well because you want to do everything, yeah yeah you bring sure. that message out, um, so you do want to be prepared to to uh, do a little bit of it all, you know
0: sure, sure, okay, awesome. Um, now, let me ask you one thing uh, you 've done so much you 've written so many books. How do you manage to come up with engaging content to keep your audience engaged uh, and you know customers engaged?
1: Well, you know, it's an interesting question because I am a different kind of writer, a little bit of a different guest. Um, Every book I've ever written, you know, I've received the title in uh, Mystical Experiences. And every book that I write, you know, it comes through out-of-body travel experiences. So um, in my particular case, it's a little different. You know, the music that I've written was written in out-of-body travel states, the painting. that, um, So, you know, everything that I do is there's a lot of uh, surrender and trust in in the will of God in it in the sense that um, a lot of times I may start writing a book and have no idea what it's going to be about, you know. Um, That may not be the best approach for every writer, Mm -hmm. but that's what works for me. And again, that's a a good lesson right there. You do what works for you. A lot of writers really need to have um, a plan of action and they have you know, a uh, plan of what they're going to do with that book. Um, but yes, that's, that's how I do it. Um, I, I, you know, and I mean, even if you're not an out of body traveler, uh, for instance, you want to trust your intuition, your inspiration, you know, because that's where it comes from. You know, one of the things that I do that it, I think is really important for entrepreneurs, especially creative ones, is meditation every day. Because um, if you do not clear your mind and allow the, everything to cleanse and, and you know clear that slate so that something can come in, you know some of my best ideas come when I'm meditating. Mm-hmm. I'm just emptying everything out and I'm I'm allowing for the creative seed to kind of just come forth, and it and it does. And so you want to engage in practices that. Um, that will contribute to creativity. Creativity in itself is is an asset that you have to be aware of. It, it needs cultivation. It needs to have the proper, uh, you know, s- the proper things going on that will help you to keep creativity moving forward. Yeah. And so there, you know, you want to do the things that make that possible. I'm very also. Uh, I'm very. Um, aware of my environment and creating a beautiful environment for me to work in, for me to sleep in, to create um, an an, an energy that's going to be conducive to creativity.
0: Awesome. That's great. All right. Um, Any final thoughts that you want to share to help motivate uh, our audience uh, in uh, jumping into content marketing and growing their businesses?
1: I think the biggest thing one of the biggest mistakes I see in um, younger entrepreneurs is thinking of entrepreneurism as more of an uh, just like an idea. Mm-hmm. I hear a lot of people saying I, I need to, you know, create, uh, you know, like an image or a product line. And, and it's very ephemeral. It's not, uh, you know, ethereal. They're not, you want to figure out what it is you are going to represent what it is that you do if, you know so there's there's no reason to uh create um a buzz just about yourself yeah yeah you want to understand what it is that you are going to be representing and that's what you want to create the buzz about um because otherwise you're you're going to kind of be you know uh, kind of lost in that <laughs> yeah. Um, so I see that a lot. I see a lot of people, it's like they want to create their brand. I hear that, you know, and it's like, okay, but what is your brand? Yeah. Your brand. And they don't know. And so it's, it's okay that you don't know, but you want to be working on that first before you start doing all these other things without having any clear idea of what it is that your brand really is what is your passion? What is your message? What are you bringing forth? It's really important that you have those things um, in alignment yeah, yeah. before you start just putting a lot of stuff out there. That's pretty, you know, and th- what happens is it waters it down, it becomes yeah, more vague. You don't have the focus you need yeah, to make it sure. unique. Yeah, one thing, my um, I had you know, my previous publisher. Was Hampton Roads Publishing who published my first books, mm-hmm. and they were the ones who encouraged me to um, open up my own company and foundation because they said you really have a niche market. And um, I I went ahead and took them up on it, and they were right. And part of the thing was, you know, from the minute that we went online to today, you know, we re- we started and we remain in the top, you know, two or three. For out-of-body travel. And part of the reason for that is because I knew my niche. Mm-hmm. You know? And I wasn't afraid to own my niche, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't need to go out and grab, you know, something that was, you know, sort of, you know, we have to know our niche and be totally unafraid of, of going just for that. You know, that's what draws in your customers is your uniqueness. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: If you push yourself to be too mainstream to fit into well, then you're losing that quality that makes your products unique, which is you have a unique niche. And I I credit my former publishers with realizing that a lot lot longer before I did. (laughs) That's
0: great. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, uh, Marilyn, for sharing your experience. I'm sure uh, our audience learned a lot about growing their businesses through uh, content marketing. Uh, And before I let you go, can you tell us a little bit about your company and your uh, foundation, uh, specifically how it helps entrepreneurs uh, sustaining business growth and, uh, you know, uh, get into other unique experiences?
1: Well, our website is outofbodytravel.org. We are the Out of Body Travel Foundation, traveling at the speed of light. And of course, one of our main objectives has been to reduce spiritual hunger worldwide, We started out um, based on a comment made by Mother Teresa shortly before her passing where she said that the spiritual poverty in the West was worse than the physical poverty she had seen anywhere in the world. Mm -hmm. And so we strove to make every one of our products downloadable for free. You can read all our books for free, but they're also available on any format you might wish. Um, But what we also ended up doing was when we um, moved into – 2004, the big tsunami hit, and it was very devastating. Yeah. We started a secondary campaign to improve and reduce physical uh, hunger worldwide. So we've we've been working with a lot of money, raising money and utilizing funds that we might earn for um, projects around the world. We've done disaster relief. We did a lot of work with building homes for people. And a lot of work with water because the United Nations in 2012 declared that water and the access to water and sanitation was the biggest obstacle to third order countries to become capable of of rising to a better status for their people. So we were like, okay, we're going to do this because, you know, uh, people cannot pursue spiritual matters yes. if they cannot take care of their physical needs first mm-hmm. So we have to address those things and among those things that we did address Ironically that you bring that up for entrepreneurs is you know We have we have worked with a lot of projects to assist other entrepreneurs all around the world to start businesses in their countries for instance Women in India who um, we provided sewing machines for, and they got instructions on how to start their own businesses by sewing clothing and other things for people, and also providing animals—you um, know, goats, pigs, cows. <laughs> you know, I think we put we put some fish in a pond so that people could start. <laughs> you know? um, so we've done a lot of those kinds of things. Another one, another one that a lot of people liked was our donkey project which was providing donkeys for families so that they could go back and forth to the local town and have better access to having their daily needs met in, with less difficulty. Um, but, you know, we put in a lot of wells. We put in sanitation, which is a big deal because, yeah. um, you know, the lack of sanitation is what causes a lot of these, these uh, diseases yeah. that, that, you know, really cause a lot of trouble for these people. So we wanted to get the, um, you know, the, the uh, plumbing, you know, the, the outhouses, get rid of the outhouses and get actual plumbing, because that's going to reduce a lot of the world diseases. But we've done a lot with, um, with also, you know, like with uh, people who Need to start businesses. A lot of these people, you know, you get them a chicken and they're going to have an egg business. You know, you get them a goat or a cow and they're going to be having, they're going to create a milk business. We can learn a lot from these people around the country and it's not just what we're doing. A lot of people are doing this and finding that these people are really resourceful. And if you want to look at people with an entrepreneurial spirit, look at this, you know, I get you a chicken and, you know, a few a few years later, you know, your whole family is just doing great. You yeah. know, I mean, that's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. How many of us could figure out how to do that? But sure. people are doing it all the time. And so they show a great deal of, you know, resilience and fortitude. And, again, that focus. It's like, okay, I've got an egg business. Yeah. You know, and they really do it. You know, they do everything they have to do. And, um, and that's the kind of thing that really brings entrepreneurs forward in what they're trying to make happen it's just i've got this this is what i'm gonna do and you focus on it and you do the work you don't no matter what hits you you do the work and you don't give up that's awesome those are
0: very noble causes thank thank you so much for doing that and uh, spreading the 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 spirit of entrepreneurship and also helping people across the world who really need the help so Thanks a lot for doing that.
1: Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. I'm very honored to be able to do any little part that we can. for you sure. Know? For sure. <laughs>
0: uh, all right. So that brings us to the end of the interview. Thank you so much, Marilyn, for sharing all your wisdom with us. And thanks. It's been to,
1: great.
0: Thank you so much. Uh, thank you all the professionals and entrepreneurs in our audience for joining us for this awesome interview. Thanks a lot. Thank you. So again, I'm Manu Jagarwal, and thanks a lot for joining us on the Bootstrapping Your Dreams show. I'm guessing there are a lot of Taipei ambitious personalities in the audience today. And you guys are always busy thinking about your next big move, your next plan to conquer the world. I know, because I am also constantly trapped inside my own head. To avoid stress and live a healthy and happy life, I highly recommend. Ziva Online Meditation Course. This course is taught by world-renowned meditation teacher, Emily Fletcher. Trust me, meditation has been scientifically proven to reduce stress and heal chronic ailments. So if you want to learn meditation, then you would want to check out this course for sure. I can vouch for it. It helped me tremendously. Go to go.tetranoodle.com slash Z1. That's go.tetranoodle.com slash Z number one. And now I'd like to invite you to check out my software consulting services and professional training programs at www.tetranodal.com. We provide world class consulting services on anything related to technology and software. And we are growing very fast in the areas of education and professional training for software and IT engineers. If you enjoyed this episode, then please do share it with your friends. And don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes to get automatic episode updates for our bootstrapping your dreams show. And finally, please take a minute to leave us an honest review and rating on iTunes. They really help us out when it comes to the ranking of the show. And I make it a point to read every single one of the reviews we get. Thanks for listening. Stay happy and curious. Have a great day.